Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Technically, today is not a fifth episode where we share our own personal stories with you. However, we couldn't wait until the next fifth episode. Oh, you guys, we have some stories to share about our trip out west to Colorado Springs to go visit the real-life Rambo himself, Victor Marks. We were at his training compound for two days where Victor and his team took us through all kinds of self-defense training, including shooting guns and teaching us how to kill someone with a <laughs> knife. That's actually true. And we have stories about how I survived a pack of dogs attempting to attack me. And when I say dogs, I'm talking about a few Belgian Malinois that are trained to kill. Oh, you guys, Kevin, about penis pants. <laughs> That's also true. And I'm very thankful to still have all of my limbs right now. And one more thing. We have some big news to share at the end of this episode about our book, so stick around to hear that. And friends, what's better than us sharing our stories with you? How about sharing our stories with you and our friend Adam Bennett? You guys, we can't wait for you to hear this episode about our trip to visit our new friends, Victor and Eileen Marks. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. All right, Steph. Welcome <gasps> to episode 186. You guys, we cannot wait to tell you stories. Stories and stories and more stories. <laughs> we're so excited. And today we're with our friend, Mr. Adam Bennett. Adam Bennett hey. here. Thank you, thank you, thank so you. so excited. As am I. Okay, so Adam, we want to share some stories from our recent trip to Colorado Springs with Victor Marks and then share some big news about our book as mm -hmm. well. So, Steph, let's start off with who is Victor Marks and yes. how he invited us out to Colorado Springs to train with his family. Victor Marks is the real life Rambo. Yes. So, how we described him in the podcast that he was previously on. And when we were in Colorado Springs, we just kept saying, you're the real life Rambo. And it was episode 173 was mm. when we had the conversation with Victor Marks. So he will organize missions to go rescue girls from child trafficking. And women. And women. Mm -hmm. And then he'll go over to Syria, Iraq. He'll rescue women and children as well from ISIS who are being trafficked and abused and all of that. So this dude is unbelievable. He is ex-Marine. He's like a seven-time black belt, jiu-jitsu jiu -jitsu black belt. Yeah. Just a man's man. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's just a dude. He's a dude. I, Steph, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I've ever met someone so confident in my life. But in such an amazing, remarkable way. Like, nothing phases him. Not arrogant. No. Not, no. not bragging by any nope, means, but he just cocky. walks with a confidence, confidence because he knows things, mm -hmm. he's handled things, and he's very aware and alert of his surroundings. Mm -hmm. Not much could get his heart rate up at this point. But what could do it now, you know? <gasps> That's a good question. Does anything I don't think get so. your heart rate up? That's a great question, Adam. I mean, honestly, he could, I mean, I hate to say this, but he could kill anybody he wanted and just like 
going into a room like that and having that confidence, like, does anything phase him? Okay, so here's an example. And, and by the way, everything we say here is with the utmost respect. 100%. Right? So, of course, I'm going to be joking around and stuff on some of these stories. He has a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. He, by the end of the day, he was very silly with Steph and I. And we got to laughing and it, it was so much fun. So much fun. So, one of the things... <laughs> That he, he told me about was like, everywhere I go, I'm always aware of my surroundings. Because mm-hmm. I asked him, like, are you the guy who you walk in, where's the exit? I can't have my back to the... He's like, oh, even more so. He's like, where are my exits? Don't have my back to people. And <laughs> I'm looking at the group of people. Hypervigilant. What is... What's my risk? Okay, <laughs> what's this group of men over here? He'll be like, okay, why is this guy so confident? Wait, he can't turn that off? Like if he walks into no, no Charlie's and he's like that? Yes. Correct. Oh, okay. Well, Correct. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a burden. Yes. So walking in is like, okay, why is this guy so confident? Is he carrying something? Does he have a knife on him? He shouldn't be this confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so he's constantly <laughs> self-aware. And so Adam, here's an example. He said, hey, he will walk into a room and immediately, can I kill every person in this, in this room? If not, one, I got to figure it out. Or two, I got to leave. <laughs> well, it's an old country buffet, so I'm not sure if you would need to. But. Ponderosa. <laughs> All right, sure. <laughs> like, Victor, if that's me, mm-hmm. I'm not leaving the house here, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to Waffle House because yeah. everybody there can fight. Yeah, the way they smoke in there, they're going to die soon enough. <laughs> so, I mean, he's just matter of fact. Can yeah. I kill everybody in here if mm-hmm. needed? Mm-hmm. So, he's just a dude. Very, mm-hmm. very confident. And it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what he just said over those two days, Adam, I would say are actually off the record. Oh my gosh, yes. Can't a, say it. A lot of stuff he shared with us would be off the record, some of the stuff, because he is in the know on things and he's a big deal. Like I was he, gonna ask, my, my guess is he would do contract work probably that he can't talk about while he's over there. I mean, somebody with that skill set who's not in the military officially is going to probably get contracts, and you can't talk about what those contracts I'm are. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah. Um, the week before we got there, he and his wife rescued someone from Canada, a girl who was 18 and had been... See, I thought she was 16. She's 18. Are you sure? And she had been raped and molested and sexually abused since the age of 14. Was she from Canada? Or yes. Was she trafficked there? She was from Canada. I don't, that's a good question. That's a great question. I don't know question. if she was trafficked there. Because they had, issue, they had issues getting her into the States. Mm-hmm. So, oh. so I don't know. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. But wild story. That's one of the stories we can't share. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say that's his story to share. But that's the kind of guy he is. They will like immediately 12 Drop hours. Everything. Okay, we're dropping everything. Yeah. I talked to this guy. Okay, we need a private jet. Okay, let's go to Canada. Yeah. And well, get what this was young cool woman. about the situation is within 12 hours, wheels were up. From the time he received a phone call like, hey, there's this girl. You have a certain amount of time to come rescue her before, before this other person yeah, comes back. Yeah, before the guy comes back. So within 12 hours, there was an amazing billionaire who offered him his plane. <laughs> there was a Blue Angels pilot who flew the plane for him. His wife went with him and just like, boom, they had their go bags and they just took off. Together. And then when they brought her back, they keep these women and children on their compound. So they love on them. So it was interesting. I kept telling Kevin, we're not going to go. There's no way we're going to go because they're they dealing. They just done that. Yes, they're dealing with the situation. 
getting and, this young woman help. Yeah. And, you know, she ended up staying on site. They almost have like a tiny house on their compound for, you know, any of these like trafficked women to stay so they can love on them and help them. So that's where Kevin and I were going to say, well, then this girl is staying there. So I was like, Kevin, we're not going to go. We're just going to like be so gracious. Like, no, no, no. You know, it's totally fine. And by golly, they still had us out and put us in a hotel. And it was amazing. What are the mechanics of, I mean, I understand if a kid is being trafficked in Laos and maybe the local law enforcement is tied in with the traffickers, but nothing against Laos. I don't know anything about it. I'm just (laughs) guessing here. Um, But like Canada, why do you call him instead of the local police? If somebody's being trafficked up there. No you know? clue. No, no, no idea. I have no clue. I don't know. Okay, uh-uh. I wasn't sure. But you know what was really cool? Like if you would have asked Victor that, he would have told you everything. Mm, like yeah. he did not hide anything from us. He was an open book. Anything we were to ask him, he told us, which was just yeah. incredible. So in the conversation we had with him in May, I believe, at the end, he seemed like he was really into the conversation. Like he was having fun with Steph and I and... Again, this guy's a big deal. Like he, he spoke at Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. in front of Trump a few months ago, and he's very well connected. He's a big time speaker. So I didn't know if it was something where he just kind of turned it on and he was being really nice to Steph and I. But then at the end, he invited us to come out to Colorado Springs and train there. And again, it was like, oh, he's just being nice. Like, oh yeah, you should come out sometime. Yeah, we'll have dinner, all of that. But after we ended the conversation, his assistant reached out, okay, let's get this on the calendar. We want to have you out. So it was like, oh my gosh, he was serious. Mm -hmm. He wasn't just saying that just to be nice. Uh He was dead serious. So we get out there. I've never been to Colorado before. Have you been, Adam? Yeah, for work. I had to do some stuff there. Oh, beautiful. We flew to Denver, and then from Denver, we flew into Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. That was like a 15-minute flight. A 15-minute flight, yeah. Suburbs, I thought. It was super quick. But we landed... And I had the I had the ILC. I wasn't looking outside. We get into this small airport, Colorado mm-hmm. Springs, and I look out. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, Steph! Look at the mountains! There's mountains! <laughs> like it didn't look real. Like people are looking you at us laughing. Tell me you're the like, oh my gosh! Uh-huh. I was just like taking pictures out the window. It's like, a, like a Coors commercial out here. It's awesome. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Where's this guy been? Like, I mean, I've seen large hills and stuff before, but not mountains like, like this. That. It was. It was like we're looking at a movie. Mm-hmm. I was just stunned, absolutely stunned. And then everybody immediately started warning us, make sure you're drinking a lot of fluid. You will get mm-hmm. elevation, sick, sickness. The elevation sickness. So make sure you're drinking a lot of fluid. Or it will sneak up on you. But just blown away. So we get into Colorado Springs. Our hotel is across the street or across the way from the Air Force Academy. Mm-hmm. So you can see inside the stadium from our our room. hotel room mm-hmm. and so you can see you're like oh my gosh it's and then the mountains behind there it was unbelievable how how nice it was well and the constant planes that were going over but they were so low that was noticeable uh-huh adam i've never seen all these small planes just flying very low there's trainer planes maybe for yes, the Air Force Academy. exactly and so for example we're walking to breakfast the next day and it just like flies right it's how high? 100 feet above our head, probably? No, it was higher than that. God it was low. And they're still it was not 100 feet. <laughs> and they're still learning. That's what's yes. scary. <laughs> it, was, it was low. <laughs> to the point where, I mean, we could, we could read under the, the wings. The we could read like, oh, yeah. there's it's number B5712. That's how they grade them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All these planes low. 
And so, okay, if we're in Columbus, we are concerned. What are all these planes? But then out there, it's just like, oh, they're all just practicing uh-huh. on a daily basis. It, it was, was really incre- it cool. Was, yeah, it was very noticeable. So, so you could tell, Steph and I, we don't get out much. We are the outsiders. <laughs> because we're fascinated we're by everything. <laughs> You've never been to Colorado, never. right? Mm-mm. Never been like to the Rocky Mountains. Never. Mm-mm. How about you ski a little bit? In Ohio. <laughs> In the mountains of Ohio. <laughs> the mountains of Mansfield. Mount Mansfield. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, Cody's from the Black Hills, so it's pretty mountainous That's out there. That's a different world, man. Uh-huh. The air is thin. Oh, I love thick Ohio air. Oh, <laughs> you breathe delicious. a lot better, can. that's for sure. When you go out there and then you come back here, like, oh, man. It's like a vacation for my lungs <laughs> coming home. All right, Steph, I'm going to test you again here. What is your favorite book of all time? Uh, Obviously, it's the Bible, Kevin. (laughs) Yes. Nailed it. Very good. This time, you didn't say the book we wrote called You Met Her Where. But it's still a really good book. That is true. And it would make a great gift for friends or relatives on their birthday or for Christmas. Friends, you can order your copy of our book titled You Met Her Where at KevinAndSteph.com. And we will make sure to personally sign a copy for you or whoever you want. And as always, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. All right, so Adam, what is my kryptonite? Uh, you hate animals, I know that. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, first try. Oh, if this were the dating game, we'd be matched up. I totally just nailed that right off the bat. And what, what particular animal do I am not comfortable around? I'm going to say either dogs or emus. <laughs> Well, first off, I don't know what an emu is. Shut up. You'd hate them. I'm I sure. could not. Kevin. They're in Colorado. That's why. <laughs> Native to How do I spell that? E-M-U. Well, you would have hated the Neverland Ranch for a number of reasons, I now realize. <laughs> okay, I've seen that before. I thought that was an ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. They're angry cousin of the ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> so, you were correct on the dogs. I just don't know Why? We always gloss over that during these discussions. Like, I hate dogs. Then we're moving on. Like, whoa, let's unpack this. You need to be, you need to be observed. <laughs> so I told Victor this. He thought this was funny. I'm like, Victor, I am not comfortable around big dogs. Okay. So I'm like, if I'm walking into the grocery store or something, and there's a dog inside of a vehicle and the window's cracked, that dog, guarantee, is trying to get out of the car to get to me. He really is. Steph, you've seen this. It's mm-hmm. happened. It's happened. Uh-huh. So a couple of years ago, I'm at the library, and I'm walking out, and there was one of those seeing-eye dogs. Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Those are a menace to society. <laughs> so I didn't see the dog there, okay? Uh-huh. As I'm walking past the owner, it jumped up really fast, like on guard. Jumped up really fast and just was looking at me, okay? So well, when it jumped up, it scared me, okay? Yeah. And I jumped back at it, and I jumped back into that magazine rack, and, like, mm-hmm. all the magazines are falling down the floor. That's not how the dog would tell it. Uh-uh. If it could. Mm. It would It would not. There's, like, a Rashomon <laughs> thing going on here. The dog would not tell it the same way as you. <laughs> like, Adam, this is the protector of our home right uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. Seeing-eye dog scares mm-hmm. him. So, on the way to the compound... His assistant says, hey, just so you know, there's three dogs on site. They are trained to kill, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's Coda, it's Scout, and it's Reagan. Scout is the alpha. She does not like men. Wait, she? Yes. Wow. She does not like men. They neuter the other two? <laughs> <laughs> and so Scout's the female, 
code is the male, red uh-huh. is the female, right? Mm-hmm. So one male, two females. Mm-hmm. Do not touch Scout. Do not even try to pet her. She you can bring back a stump if you do that. <laughs> so, yes, we found out that is true. So I'm like, here's the thing. I'm really nervous around dogs. She goes, just stay close to me. My hero. Do not shake Victor's hand. Do not give him a hug. Do not touch him. Don't touch him <laughs> unless he says it's okay. It's like the world's worst bed and breakfast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because these dogs are trained to protect Victor and his wife and their family. So if they don't know you, don't make them anxious. Don't be, you know, making sudden movements here. Kevin. Can they smell my anxiety? <laughs> and they said yes. Okay. She goes, they can sense your anxiety. So just stay close to me. I'm like, okay. okay. That's fair. Well, then I was like, well, can I hug Victor? And she's like, yes, you're fine. Women, women and, and children Women and children are fine. Are fine. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's just men. Man. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we get there. Dogs are inside, which was very nice. And say hello to Victor meet him in person. And can we say he is so much bigger than what I was expecting? He's probably six foot two, I would say. Oh, I was not expecting that. He's bigger than me. He's such, like you said, he's just a dude. He's a dude. Like the way he carries himself and it was just incredible. It was seriously probably one of the most incredible men I've been around. Yes. Absolutely respect him. Mm -hmm. So he's, I think, 58 years old at this point. Uh Okay. And then his wife comes out, Adam, to say hello, Eileen, and the dogs are with her. The dogs are following her. Mm -hmm. So, Steph hugs Eileen, and I'm there in the area, and guess where these dogs go? Right to my crotch. (laughs) Like, they're sniffing my crotch, and I step back, Mm -hmm. and they step forward. The Mm -hmm. nose is right in my crotch, and I step back again, and I'm like, hey, hey, anybody anybody see this? Hey, can I get a little help here? And then, you know, they tell Scout to come over there or whatever. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) <laughs> you need to project alpha dominance yourself. <laughs> I, yeah, not possible. Not possible in this situation. Let's talk about these dogs, though. These dogs won't leave Victor and Eileen's side. Like, they are, like, right there by their legs. When they move one way, the dogs will them. move. It's incredible to the point where Victor and Eileen say they can go to the airport. These dogs don't need to be on leashes. They will stay there. They will not bark. They will, they will be right by their side. It's the most amazing trained dogs I've ever seen. They don't even keep it on leashes. Do they have kids? Yes. Five. Five. Now they're mm-hmm. empty nesters now. They're, okay. They're recent oh, empty okay. nesters. What if the kids can come by? No sweat. Kids, no issues. Yeah. Okay. Yep. No mm-hmm. issues with kids and, and women. Man. I know. So he takes us in the gym. Uh-huh. We say hello. And Steph, what is on the wall? Of the gym. Oh my gosh. So he has all this like memorabilia or gifts, but there's this frame picture. Framed FBI's most wanted picture of Osama bin Laden. And I'm like, well, he's a dude, mm-hmm. you know, he's a man's man. And then you look at it closer, it's autographed. And we're like, Victor, and he's like, yeah, my friend's the one that took him out. And I'm like, oh wow. my gosh. Oh, yeah, Osama's autographed. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm surprised you're a fan. Yeah. <laughs> so he's friends with the guy who took him out. Oh, okay. So what was the first thing that we did when, when we got there? He took us He took us to his on site house, yes. quote unquote. It was like an open air facility. Yes. Then they taught us how to clear a house okay. together. And I didn't even know when he said clear a house, I'm like, what does that mean? I'd use those dogs. 
Pretty much. Yeah, that's that's one way to do it. Yeah. He always, one of his things is he teaches husbands and wives to fight back to back instead of nose to nose, which I thought was such a cool saying. So we're in this house and he's like, okay, how would you do, if there was a guy around the corner, how would you get him? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm like so nervous. Like the guy behind the corner has a real gun because I'm just like on edge. And he's like, no, how would you? So then he's literally teaching us how to get to this guy, how to shoot this intruder right. or shoot this ISIS guy without him even seeing us. How would you find him in your house? Who takes these classes? Are some people just for personal security taken? Personal security. I don't know what other groups mm-hmm. he's, he's put through this. Yeah. But yeah, if, it's, if there's an intruder in your house, how do you find him? So this goes about the angles when you go from room to room, the angle where you can see the intruder, you can yeah. find him without them seeing you. Okay. And the worst part that they could see is maybe your shoulder, but where you can have a free shot right Yeah. Around. Assuming, okay. They're assuming you're armed is how you would be doing it. Correct. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Right. So he asked us, okay, how would you do this? And then, you know, there's a wall here. Steph was like, here's what I would do. I would like stick my arm out, mm-hmm. and just bam, 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 like shoot him, right? And her head, her body's not in the other room. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, Kevin, how would, how would you do it? I'm Roll like, okay. a flashbang in there first. <laughs> I play a lot of Call of Duty because like, it's the same thing. I'm like, I'm sticking a mirror. I, I think I said I'm sticking a mirror. I'm sticking a mirror here to see who's there, and I'm going, and then I'm reversing it. Bang, bang, bang. I'm I'm pushing Stephanie over as my shield. So he's like, okay, let me show you the real way to do it. And yeah. So walked us through all this. So then he walked us through. Okay, if someone is in the corner, how you would go about finding them. We went through it. So he's like, here's how you would do this with stuff. And so showed us the one thing was I run into the room real quick to distract them. And Victor was behind me. And then he pretends like he comes in and shoots stuff. Yeah. So I'm in the corner. I'm the bad guy. And then Victor and Kevin were like, we're talking. And all of a sudden, he's like, Victor's like, put your hands to your sides. And he's like, you can shoot whoever you see, but you have to like draw your weapon and then shoot. I'm like, okay, I got this. I got this. I got this. So all of a sudden, Kevin runs by me. I draw my gun, and Victor already shot me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yep, it, it was, was unbelievable. Because I like, distracted her. Yes. It was crazy. So then he's like, okay, let's switch or reverse roles. So then Kevin was the intruder, and Victor and I were going after Kevin. So I thought they were going to do the same exact thing that I just did. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Kevin, get your hands down. When someone comes in, bring it up like you're going to shoot. I'm like, okay. So hands are down, hands are down. Steph runs in. I see Steph. I go to bring my hand up. Victor had taken his shoe off and threw it at me. And he threw it at me hard. hard. I mean, hard. Kill shot. Yes. Yeah. So it, like a Chinese star. Yes, it was like a Chinese star. That's exactly what it was. Throws it at me. And I see Steph. And then I turn. And this shoe goes right past my head and bangs against the wall. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Spike. I was that close oh, to yeah, having a bloody face. It was so, great. Surprise me. Oh my gosh. To the point where I'm already running and I hear the shoe whiz and I'm like, oh, and Kevin's it was like, loud. what the frick just, like, what was it that? It hit the wall really loud. <laughs> Kid's got an arm. Oh my gosh. Oh, unbelievable. And then that's where he told us how he will size everybody up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like, okay, how would I take this guy out? So Steph goes, okay. So when you saw my husband, what did you think? <laughs> Ver- verbally assault him is what I would do. Uh, I'd bring a dog. That's I'd, all I would I'd do. Mis- I'd misgender him. 
He's like, here, shake my hand. So I shake his hand. He's like, okay, Steph, your husband's strong. I could tell he works out. He's like, Kevin, you a cardio guy? I'm like, no, not really. He's like, yep, I can tell. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. But he was just like, matter of fact. He's so matter of fact. <laughs> He's like, here's what I would do. I would get your husband to run. Have him chase me for 50 yards. Oh. He's going to be tired. And then mm-hmm. I take him out. Yeah. Again, very matter very of fact. Very matter of fact, yeah. I'm like, Victor, I can run 50 yards. Yeah. But then I'm like, wait a sec. He's going to hunt me down. I can't get away from him hunting yeah. me down. I'm, mm-hmm. I definitely would not be able to get away from that. But he was like, matter of fact, like, here's how I would take your husband out. He's assessing everything. Yeah. Assessing everything, which was, which was wild. He had to be a blast at children's parties for his kids. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Dad, how would you take out Tommy? Well, he's four. Well, can you imagine dating his daughters? Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. About intim- yeah, intimidating. Okay, so we later then had dinner uh-huh, uh-huh. at his house. So they ordered takeout. Yes, they did. Tanner. How would you kill the delivery guy? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so they bring, <laughs> they bring the takeout in. Great dinner. And starts getting dark, and Victor said, "Hey, you know what? I'll take you guys back." He let his assistant go earlier in the day. He's like, "Hey, I'll I'll drive them back to the hotel." So I asked if I could go to the restroom. I go to the restroom in their house. Mm-hmm. Come back. He and his wife Adam had gone out the side door by the kitchen, and I thought they were going out to the car. Yeah, mm-hmm. like to get ready to take us to take us to the hotel. So Steph and I walk out the side door, shut the door, and I'm on the deck, and we start to go. And guess who comes around the corner? Oh, your buddies. My buddies. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. It was um, oh. Dakota. Oh, yeah. It was Coda. Coda comes running around. It goes right past Steph, comes at me, and is growling. Mm. Growling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Victor, Victor. Yeah. yeah. And then immediately. That, Victor did something because the dog, imme- I don't know what Victor said, but immediately the stopped, dog turned, turned around and took off. And he's like, Steph. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was laughing. I thought it was really funny. Steph, I may have just peed my pants a little bit right there. (laughs) Because it was literally is coming at me and growling. Yeah. And at that point, we really didn't know what these dogs were truly about. Correct? Right. So, you know, funny. Ha, ha, ha. The dog could have gotten you. Well, then Kevin and I walk down the stairs. We walk behind the house. And we're still not seeing Victor and Eileen. Right, so we walk around the corner. Yes, and then Victor comes around like yelling for us. He's like, where were you guys? And we're like, we were trying to find you. And he's like, you never come out of that house without me or Eileen with you. When it's dark. When it's dark. And we're like, oh. I didn't know that. Uh, we didn't know that. You should have told us that <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I, I've left houses unattended before. <laughs> I'm sure I have. <laughs> we're like, that was good information to know. But not with these three dogs <laughs> yes. outside. Mm-hmm. So... He says some words, gets the dogs on the front porch. He says something in German, doesn't he? And these three dogs are on the porch, Adam, and they are just like ready to take off. They're elevated. They are elevated. I mean, they're like on their paws, like just say the word and we're going to attack this dude. Looking at me. He he was like, they're probably like 10 steps up. Would you say? I would say so. Yeah. And I'm like, look at these dogs. I'm like, Victor, they really want to come after me. He's like, oh yeah, they do. And so he's yelling out these commands like, hey, sit down, calm down, scout, get back. Because scout's like wanting to. Scout's the alpha. Wants to come after me. Mm-hmm. And so Victor's laughing and you know, I'm making light of the situation, but I'm really nervous mm-hmm. around these dogs. And he's, he's laughing and he says a word, the word okay, I guess. Like, okay, we can go ahead and leave. 
and the dogs take off at us. Leap. Leap off the porch. Off the porch and go to Kevin. And come to me. I, Adam, grab Victor by the shoulders Mm -hmm. to have him like as a shield. Yeah. Which apparently is the worst thing I could have done. (laughs) Oh, everything you do is a wrong decision (laughs) around here. I didn't know this. Oh. So I grab him to like protect me, hide. Well, yeah. apparently, do not touch him mm-hmm. around these dogs because they think I'm trying to get their owner. Yes. So Gosh. Victor is laughing and he's so hard. He's laughing so hard and he is like wiggling his shoulders to get me off of him. Uh-huh. Like, don't touch me. Like, trying to get me off him. Like, dude, you got to protect me. Like, don't you protect people? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, what do you do if a Girl Scout comes to your door? I mean, <laughs> so. So he's laughing and he can't get the word out to get them to stop because he's laughing so hard. So I finally jump into the vehicle that's beside that of us. That uh-huh. was closest. It was the wrong vehicle. It, wasn't, it was just to get away from these animals. Uh-huh. Well, Steph and him are laughing hysterically out there because these dogs, they feel my anxiety and they're just circling. They're just like sharks with blood in the water. Yes. What kind ready of, to take me out. What breed? Okay. So this is what we found out. It is a Dutch Shepherd. And two Belgian Malinois. Malinois. So, I didn't know what those were. Had no clue. So, Victor's laughing. I'm in this, you know, Eileen's <laughs> vehicle. Thank God it was unlocked. <laughs> so, he finally gets the words out to calm the dogs down. Uh-huh. And then tells me, hey, come on out. You got to get in my truck here. So, get in the truck. He's laughing hysterically. He's Steph, still laughing. Steph's laughing hysterically. I'm still laughing. Because of what just happened. And I'm like, any other people you've brought to the training center here... Have they been nervous around your dogs? Like, not like you, man. No, you're no. <laughs> you're the worst I've ever, I've ever seen. Who trained them? <laughs> Some company did it. Okay. Yeah. That the breed the dogs and train the so dogs. So he got them trained. Yes, one hundred percent. They were over trained. a year. Yes. Old. They were over a year old when he got them. Wow. They trained them for that long. Hell yeah, to get. Uh-huh. I mean, okay. Here's here's the first thing. Why is the password? The word okay. Mm-hmm. Should yeah, it be should like... Be you know, it's like Pee Wee's Playhouse. The word of the day. It's like, it's gotta be... It's gotta be something complicated. Yeah. So he's like, I don't know. But that's what they came with. And it is it is just bred into them. You can't change it. Yeah, right? too late. So yeah. It's, it's too late. You can't do it. And so we leave. And he's like, listen, this is the craziest I've ever had it around these dogs since I've had them for years. He goes, this like far exceeds any of the training that we've ever done with them at all. Like you are maxing out everything we've ever done. And so we got there and he's like, I'll tell you what, I have not laughed this hard in a long time. He's like, more people need to laugh like this. At the expense of someone else. (laughs) So he said the morning when he was, when he was praying, he's like, you know what, God, when Kevin and Steph get here, help us to have joy today. (laughs) Two out of the three of us. (laughs) And, (laughs) And he goes, and Kevin, you were an answer to my prayer. Uh, there you today. go. So, with me or at me, doesn't make any difference. <laughs> Steph, what is one of the most asked questions we get about tell us a good story? Uh, do I really get that excited? <laughs> Besides that one. Oh, how do we get all these incredible guests? Correct. Yes. And some of our best conversations have been with guests who our listeners have reached out to us and said, you should talk to this person. To name just a few, Nick Vujicic, Coach Tom Ryan, Carol Mutika were all recommendations from our listeners. So if there's someone you would like us to interview and think they might be a great fit for Tell Us a Good Story, please let us know at kevinandsteph.com. You don't even have to personally know them. True, but do me a favor. Before you submit their names, please make sure they are still alive. <laughs> 
that <laughs> has actually happened, and it is super hard for me to find their contact information. But regardless, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. But you know what was really cool? Like, the fact that he spent so much time with us that day and then took us home. Yes, himself. And then we literally hung out in the truck for a little bit once he got to the hotel, which was just, we just thought that was the coolest thing ever that he would continue to spend time with us. So then he's like, all right, I'll come back and pick you up in the morning. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. He spent so much time with us. It was, it was so nice. Like literally almost two full days with Mm -hmm. us. So picks us up, get to his training center and he introduces us to his gun trainer. Mm-hmm. His, gun expert. His, his gun expert or whatever. He's going to put us through a couple hours of training. George. 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 It was fantastic. So, nice. so Victor tells him what happened the night before. George immediately mouth drops, looks at me. How are you still here? And he was being he was dead, dead serious. serious. How and are you I'm still like, here? He starts looking at my legs because I had shorts on. Look at mm-hmm. my legs. Look at my rear end. He's like, you don't have any bite marks on you. Yeah, so he was like, you do know guardian angels were protecting you. And they Victor's had to like, be. Yes. And when he said that, I was like, ha, ha, ha. But his face was, like he, so, was he was dead you serious. You don't realize. What these dogs can do. I am shocked that you don't have holes in your leg right yeah, now. Yeah, and I was like, what we were thinking, okay, a bad bite mark. Like, <laughs> that's what's right. going to happen. Yeah. Right. It's a bad, and, you know. Ha ha ha! But if if a dog bit you, like I would have felt horrible. Yes. But in the situation, because of how scared you are, it was very funny. But then they start talking about these dogs. So these dogs are more wolf than dog. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, it, I've seen Belgian Malinois out. I have not seen them before. They don't seem like. So here's what they will do: they will go after you, and they will try to rip your arm off. And Rip so, flesh from so he bone. Said, when yeah. you have that thick, that bite suit, yeah, that training suit yeah. they put yes. on. Yeah. George said, "When I got here, I put that thing on. I was like, hey, let's see what they can do.' Mm-hmm. He's like, they grabbed it, and then they kept grabbing, grabbing, grabbing until they got the flesh. Mm. Like they keep going, going, going until they get you." He said, "Do not leave your fingers out. They will rip your fingers off." And so he said, "They'll just keep going, going, going." And so finally, got him off. And he's like, okay, this isn't a dog. This is more wolf because it will keep going, try to rip your arm off. And then he said, they'll eat it in front of you. So one of the things that this guy, these dogs are so smart. So they were biting, biting, biting. He immediately reverted his head so fast and he went inside the hand hole to try to bite his fingers off. Yes. Like they they are so quick and so smart. So a couple of things they're trained on. One, they'll climb trees. So okay. they can climb like 12 foot trees to get to you. And they are very solution driven. So they will figure it out how they're going to get to you, right? To get mm-hmm. to the bad guy. And so he said, Here, here's for example. He's like, if you have, let's say, that's biting this arm, you take out a knife with the other arm, you go to stab it, it will release your right arm, jump on your left arm and take out the knife. Wow. He's like, if you shoot the dog, you may end up killing it, but... They're going to keep going until you're dead. Until, the, until both of you are dead. The life is out of them. They may die, but you're dying with them. And George is like, it's almost like, hey, we're going to the same place. I'll see you in a few minutes. He's yeah. like, it will keep going until you are done. <laughs> Another thing that was wild. He said, when they take the dogs over to Iraq and Syria, they'll put the dogs in to clear the house. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We were, yeah. Okay. I was thinking that might work. So Victor said, when they go into the house to see who's in there, they're trained to go for fingers. So they'll go in, they'll bite your hand, mm-hmm. bite the fingers off. 
He said, they'll go in. So when you first think of a dog coming at you, what do you do? You stick your hands out. Yes. Yeah. Well, right? I, I used to until now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they will go for your fingers. He said, they'll go in and all the guys in the house, all the men in the house are missing fingers. Oh. Uh-huh. oh. So if you're missing. Wait, when you go in, you're like, oh, this one's been harvested already. <laughs> you see these guys walking around with stumps. <laughs> he said, and the dogs have ate their fingers. Oh. Yeah, so there's he no, said there's, there's no, no fingers There's around. no fingers laying the on the ground. eat them. But Adam, if they don't have fingers, they can't shoot a gun. They no. can't detonate a bomb. No. They, like, what can you do if you don't have fingers weapon-wise? Uh-huh. You're not going to fight back. No. Unbelievable. It's so crazy. So... That's why he was so shocked these dogs didn't take a chunk out of my leg. Yeah, so the more they kept talking, the more I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for protecting Kevin. When they literally said, guardian angels must have been protecting you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, we literally talked about that that night. Like, oh, my gosh, Kevin. Like, we had no idea. I had no idea. And then we watched uh, Victor posted a video on his Instagram about these dogs and what they can do. Uh, it was crazy. I wonder what the dog, how it differentiates a child from an adult. You know I have no idea. Do, do, we, do we smell different than kids? You know I mean, what, though? I, it's I, interesting because obviously they don't go after women and children, yeah. right? But he said he was in an airport and dog wasn't leashed. And all of a sudden there was this woman that passed and the dog immediately started growling. Oh, yes. So there was something like, on this woman. Like she's evil somehow. Yeah. That they could decipher. So, or she was born a dude. <laughs> <laughs> or, or that. <laughs> or that. I thought that's where it was going. Sorry. <laughs> so then, while we're there, what else did we do? We did knife training. Well, we did guns right after that. We did guns. We did guns. Yes. And they're showing us how to get out of your holster, mm-hmm. like quick draw. You've yes. done some of that. You've been to the range a few times, right? Maybe once? I thought you had. Maybe once with my buddy Mike Long. Yeah. But it, it was more with rifles, though. Oh, not okay. With, not with... Handguns. Handguns. So they're showing us you know, how to get out of your holster, how to hold it correctly, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the knife training was amazing. Oh, then they took us crazy. in the house, mm-hmm. the training house, and they connected a pork loin to a... Rope or bungee. A, a, a bungee, bungee cord. Mm-hmm. And he gave us knives. He has I thought this was going to have something to do with the dogs again. No. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Watch him go. Right. He has his own brand of knives. And okay. so he gave us, he very kind, he gave us these knives. And he's like, okay, I want you to feel what it's like. And so he showed us where you would stab people, how you would protect yourself, when, you know, to be aware of the environment you're in. So like with women, biggest thing is when you're in the parking lot at a grocery store or a parking garage. Those are the hands down the two highest risk areas where someone may attack you or try to rob you or mug you. And so he would just give us different scenarios and then walk us through, okay, here's how you would stab somebody. Here's the method. Here's how you get it out. <laughs> so casual. Here's how you'd stab somebody. I mean, yes. I'd like to point out that today your doorbell was not working. <laughs> And after everything you've learned, you know how negligent that is to not get that fixed? <laughs> Spoken from a true lawyer. I mean, yes. like walking in. Oh, I thought it was <laughs> Get a knife pulled out on you. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was amazing. It was uh-huh. so much fun. We went out outside uh, on the gun range there as well. He's got a ton of property a few miles away as well. And we had an absolute blast. But yeah, and I took plenty of videos. Mm-hmm. Did you okay? Did you see any of the videos, Adam? Oh, I saw the videos. They so, weren't they weren't a good resolution because I have an Android, but they were, I saw them. So the first one, he 
did the gun disarm on me. Uh-huh. And it was just incredibly quick. Incredibly quick. And then he did the speed test on me. And I mean, over the course of two days, I would say he beat me up very nicely, very gentle, see, very kind. He did beat you up. And I will agree with that. But it's because the man doesn't know his own strength. <laughs> right. He has no he's, clue how strong he is. He's heavy handed. Yes. Very heavy handed where I said something. He's like, oh, sorry about that. I didn't, didn't realize it. But he's so smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, he, he's so quick. And, and like you said, knows things. Oh my gosh. But yeah, he gave us his undivided attention for pretty much two straight days. Mm-hmm. He interviewed Steph and I on his podcast, his show, which is called The Victor Mark Show. And the good thing is he, at the end, he told us that he would come on and tell us a good story again. Woohoo! He's got a book that'll be released here in a few months. And he said he would he would come back on. And I'm sure we'll be sharing the stories about me and the dogs and mm-hmm. our trip to Colorado Springs. But yes, he was absolutely incredible. And he's connecting us with some people to help us out with Tell Us a Good Story. Just so kind, so generous. Mm-hmm. And there was one point, Adam, he stopped. He's like, listen, stop with all the thank yous. Like, you guys are telling me thank you all the time. I, I understand you're grateful, but we're family now. So stop. You don't have to say thank you for me getting you some water yeah. or whatever. He's like, here's the thing. You guys are now in the circle. If you need help, if you get in trouble, you call me. That is how I feel about you guys. So you don't have to say thank you about everything. Literally, you've got my number. You can reach out to me anytime. I'm here to help. And so for him to go out of his way mm-hmm. like that and just to look to help us, look to mentor us, amazing. Yeah. And well, it was just so cool because, you know, the second day we were with him literally 12 hours. <laughs> right. He ended up taking us back to the hotel that night. And instead of just dropping us off, we hung out in his truck for an hour. Probably an hour. At, at least an hour just talking. And I was just like, oh my gosh, Victor Marks just continues to hang out with us. Like it was just the coolest, most surreal experience. Yes. If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So, Steph and I have a little bit of news here that we're excited to share with everybody. Glad I'm here for it. Yes. Of course, we wrote a book three years ago Mm -hmm. called You Met Her Where. Mm -hmm. And the feedback we have received on the book was the book, really good. I mean, we've had fantastic feedback on the book. However, the feedback we've got on the book cover was it did not match the quality of the book, which I totally get, Mm -hmm. right? So, they're saying the book, fantastic, book cover. Not so good. Who designed the book cover? (laughs) <laughs> Me and my sister all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but not bad for amateurs. For not knowing what we're doing. I thought it was great for not knowing what you were doing. So I loved it. I would rather it be this way than the other way. Hey, your book cover is great. Uh-huh. The book was terrible. Uh-huh. Put better pages inside your book. <laughs> other than that, it was good. <laughs> but great cover. Right. The cover is amazing. <laughs> so we got that feedback and then reached out to a friend. And he's like, hey, I'm going to connect you to this graphics designer. Who's mm. like, he's the best. Okay. He's absolutely the best. 
So had a, we had a conversation with him and he, he was like, okay, what's your inspiration? What do you want people to feel when they see your book and all this? I was like, so uh... I want them to be happy. I yeah. want them to feel like I'm going to buy that book. That's what I want them to <laughs> That's feel. That's what I want the feeling. I don't want to borrow it from the library for free. <laughs> I want to purchase it from <laughs> Barnes and Noble. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you freeloaders. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want them to feel. Make them feel that. Shame right. for borrowing it from the library. <laughs> How do we convey that through graphic design? <laughs> so the so he redesigned our book. So we have the final copy, and so we now have the second version of "You Met Her Where." Mm-hmm. And so we will show everybody. We'll release it this week. We'll show everybody what the design is, and we actually have real testimonies. Yes. Okay. So here's what happened three and a half years ago when we released this. Steph and I didn't know anybody. Okay, so typically when you release a book, you get testimonials from people that are... Not me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, folks, because we didn't have anybody, I was like, okay, I got to go the other extreme, and I need to make this funny. I want people to know this is not a super heavy book based on the topics. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I put three comments from you, Adam, my dad, and then Steph's sister, Katie. All right? (laughs) So... These are the three testimonials that we had on the first edition. Here's Adam's quote. Quote, I think my buddy Kevin has now officially written more books than he's read. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to top that, even <laughs> though you know celebrities now. <laughs> so the second quote was from my dad. Quote, when Kevin told me he was writing a book, I was shocked. I didn't think he could write something longer than a children's book. I'm guessing there are a bunch of pictures in this. And then Katie's quote was, I have thought for a few years now that Kevin and Steph should write a book about their lives. I just hope I get to choose who plays me in the movie. So we put that in the back of the book. Of course, we didn't know anybody, and I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. All right. Fast forward to today, and we have eight people who gave us testimonials, and we had to cut it down to four. Oh. Are you going to tell us who right here and now? Yes. Are you ready for this? I believe I am. <laughs> Testimonial number one, Jim Tressel. Mm, that guy. We got him. Thought he was going to get the Ohio State president job last week. Oh, uh, that's true. So close. Yes. But you talk about an honor. Uh-huh. Like to think that Jim Tressel would endorse our book or even get to talk to him. Well, that's yeah, amazing. To think that three years ago he was on our bucket list just to have a conversation and now he's endorsing our <laughs> book. It's just mind blowing. Amazing. Then second one, Mark Victor Hansen. Mm-hmm. who was the co-creator of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Mm-hmm. He reached out and gave us his endorsement. And we didn't even ask. Uh-huh. He just reached out and said, hey, your next book, put this endorsement, which amazing. Mm-hmm. Third endorsement is Leah Amico, who is a three-time gold medalist for USA softball team. So she was on the 96, 2000, and 2004 Olympic teams. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth one, Victor Marks, who, of course, the founder of all Things Possible Ministries. And we had four other individuals as well that our, our designer had to cut out, but we'll put them on our website. So that's super Just excited amazing. about that. Super excited. And then this week, I think it was Thursday, Kevin actually sent Katie and I our old cover next to our new cover. And like, I was so proud of our old cover for, you know, not knowing what to do. Katie and Kevin, I thought, just did an amazing job. But then you put it to the new cover and you're like, oh, wow. Okay, so here's here's our old cover, Adam. Not without its charm. Right? <laughs> New cover. Oh, is that a little sauce under the hot wings it right is. there? Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a keen eye. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> there's Jim Tressel. Um, 
You kept that photo the same of you two? No, that's an updated photo, updated too. Photo. Well, you look like a million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's funny you said uh, worked for a Fortune 500 company. That could mean you worked at McDonald's when you were 15. <laughs> I always find that interesting. I worked for a Fortune 500 company. Really want one. Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Okay, That's I was, a great point. I was in management. For, uh, well, I could still be manager at McDonald's, though, I guess. That's true. I don't know. Now, Jeff. 19 years you've been married? Oh, man, that means I probably got an anniversary coming up. You I would. should pay attention. You'd you be having 20 then, right? Well, that sounds right. <laughs> Feels right. This is why I come here. I come here to be reminded of things <laughs> that I should know already. Good. Like, hey, don't you have a kid's birthday coming up? Like, yeah, probably do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, we will have links on our website and on social media as well. So you can see this new book cover that we are super excited about. So blessed and so grateful and excited about next steps here, mm-hmm. Steph, with Tell Us a Good Story as it just keeps growing and growing. And, and the people that are saying yes to us are just amazing. It's absolutely been amazing. amazing. It gets more and more fun with each conversation. Yeah. Got momentum. We do. We got some momentum. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.